Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Pascal. Pull up. Jumper. Got it again. Cleanly through for Siakam. And the crowd on his feet. Off the board. Welcome to Three in the Key on TSN 1200, bringing you in-depth basketball analysis and interviews on the NBA, NCAA, and U Sports. Now with Will Macklin, Fuad Ahan, and Dave Tripp, here's Elias L. Zane. Hello and welcome to another edition of 3 in the Key. Elias L. Zane alongside Fuad Ahan. What's going on, man? And another another week, but this is the week that basketball's over in the NBA. Yeah. Transition the... into the Olympics and everything uh, else that we have going yeah. on. Also the... the CEBL. Yeah, CEBL. Yeah. Happening uh, this summer. That's been... That's been uh, started though. That started uh, a month ago now. Yeah. Uh, a month and a day to be exact. But the NBA is over, and uh, we always, you know, dread this time when it comes around. Uh, the NBA champions have been crowned, and not to brag or anything, Fuad, but I did call the Bucks in six. Yeah. You, you were you the one. Will you were the didn't. one. You did. You yeah. you called it, man. And I'm definitely surprised, but to. For one, I mean, come on, Giannis was injured, and it looked like that knee was done and that he wasn't going to be able to go up and down the court. And this guy comes out and puts up an all-time NBA Finals performance. And two of his plays were two of the greatest NBA Finals plays we've ever seen. The block on DeAndre Ayton on that alley-oop, and then the alley-oop himself after Drew Holiday gets the steal and throws it up to him uh, for them to win that game. Uh, I think it was in Game 5. Um, yeah. Amazing on the road with like what 20 seconds left, they were up one. Yeah, Drew Holiday could just keep it, get fouled, and go to the line. Instead, Giannis is just running yeah. with his arm up and he lobs it. Instead, he gets fouled and dunks it right. He doesn't miss yeah. the dunk. Yeah, one free throw, he missed it, but they got the offensive rebound. So, yeah, exactly. And then Chris Paul came out after that and said, Oh, we got to be ready for those rebounds because everyone in the building, even Giannis, knows he's missing the free throws. What did Giannis do in the game clinching, championship clinching game? He hit 16 of 17 free throws. No, 17 out of 19. 17 of 19 free throws. There you go. That's like insane. <laughs> like storybook, man. Yeah. When he was at the line uh, to start the game in game six, I don't know. I wouldn't say he was like more confident at the line or anything like that. Because, you know, I had him on my fantasy team this year, as you know. When, mm-hmm. So I was watching a lot of. And just in general, you know, we love to watch guys like Giannis and the superstars in the NBA. They're on TV more often, even if you don't have league pass. But when you even, we're junkies, right? We have league pass. We have all that. We're watching every game, every single night. So obviously every other night when the Bucks are playing, you're tuned in at some point um, if they're not blowing out the other team, right? So it's not that, you know, when he gets to the line, you're like, oh, he's going to miss. His free throw percentage is going to go down. 
whatever, whatever. But in game six from that first free throw he took, I'm like, I don't know. There's something about today and him at the line. I just had yeah. a feeling he wasn't <laughs> going to miss many. I no, don't know exactly why, but he was so con- I don't know if he had a different routine before the game or if it was just a mental thing or if he was just at home, he was confident. They were up three, two. There was a great chance that they were going to win. He knew exactly what he needed to do or what to do to elevate his game in this clinching game. Cause he, every time he had the ball, he was in attack mode, exactly. either getting to yeah. the rim, finding a teammate. He finished with almost half of his team's points out of the one Oh five. He had That's 50. Right. He had 50. Exactly. And he had like, what was it? 14 rebounds or something like that. Yeah. He had 50, and five with 14 blocks. rebounds, five blocks. And then obviously the 17 dominant, was made. Like, dominant, yeah. dominant performance, but the free throws, he was not missing them. Yeah, it was, He was hitting it, them all. Amazing. It, it's, it was a legacy building moment from, from the, from the start. Cause that, that, that's when coming into a, a, a finals championship clinching game that's where you ask about these superstars okay what is he gonna go out and do is he gonna go out and like really go after this and decide okay this is where it ends this is where i go out and i'm gonna win this championship or is he gonna be like "Ah, okay we if we lose this it's okay we still go to game seven like what's that mentality gonna be and for Giannis, he came out with the mentality where it's like i'm i'm winning this tonight like i'm not letting Mm -hmm. this get away from me like it's right in my hands right now i'm gonna go get it Mm -hmm. and the free throws honestly free throws at the end of the day that's the only thing that you have to look at in that game because for him that's his criticism is oh you can't shoot you're not gonna hit free throws you you have to fix that part of your game and he comes (laughs) to win his first championship he does it like other greats have done it who like Shaq, for example you see him when the clutch free throws in finals especially with that miami heat team like those are clutch free throws where Shaq was hitting them he was being criticized for being like a 50 percent, 40 percent free throw shooter comes to the nba finals and the miami heat win those four straight games against the dallas mavericks and Shaq was hitting clutch free throws and for Giannis and him being that superstar him putting up 50 points to win the championship all-time performance man one of the best clinching games we've seen yeah. in a while um, that stand out. I'm sure there's some in recent memory, but you know, we um, it's not that we forget them, but right now this is oh, yeah. like, well, it's it recency also, bias, obviously, but yeah, but also, you know, when something happens like this, um, everyone just forgets everything else. Oh, right? yeah, of course. It's like, oh my God, what an amazing performance. And then yeah. like maybe two years ago, we had something crazy like that, you know, but it right, just, yeah. you're you're living in the moment. They were down 0-2. Let's not forget that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people counted them out. Phoenix was great in those, uh, in those two first games. And they played like Devin Booker had those back-to-back 40-point games. They played some good games. They had the lead for a bit. We saw Milwaukee come back um, and win the game. But uh all in all, it was a great series, uh, six games. When you just look at it on paper or you hear Milwaukee and you hear Phoenix, you're like, whoa, did <laughs> yeah. you know LeBron switch teams again or something as a, ca- <laughs> right. as a casual? Yeah. You're not thinking of uh, the Bucks and Suns final. And I don't think anyone had it. I think some yeah. people sure would have picked Milwaukee to come out of the East, even with uh, everything that happened in, in Brooklyn at the beginning. But once they added Harden, I think people were like, oh, my God, it's it, it has to be the Nets. It has oh, to yeah, be the Nets. But the Phoenix Suns coming out of the West, I don't think that was Huge anyone surprise. but those 15 guys in that organization and right, everyone exactly. and, you know, in the desert over there um, and Arizona picking them yeah. uh, to come out uh, and do it. But wow, what an amazing series from start to finish. I loved every second of it. 4-2, yeah. the Bucks they win their championship. There's a lot to discuss here. So we're going to go through them. Uh, Fuad, we talked about Giannis's free throw. And, and Holiday in Middleton, like I... I I talk a lot of junk about Chris Middleton. He was good. Uh, he hit yeah. a lot of clutch buckets. Uh, he was Bruno incredible at the end of the day. Man. Yeah. You look at his, his stats over the six games in the NBA Finals. It was, what was like 25 points, six rebounds, five assists. That's big time. Yeah, numbers. a lot of game tying like, or go-ahead buckets. Yeah, exactly. Throughout he, the postseason and, yeah. and in the finals as well. They gave it to him at the end. He wasn't scared to take those shots. Um, I still don't think – I think because we spoke about this – over the last couple of shows as well, in terms of these two teams with everything going on in the Western Conference, how teams are going to improve mm-hmm. in both conferences is the window was really like right now, like you're in the exactly. finals, yeah. you have to do everything possible to win it. And Giannis mentioned that he's like, I'm okay with not winning another one because I did it now and I did it with no super team. <laughs> and yeah. I did it with, uh, you know, this way, the hard way. I could have easily joined other people and won two, three, four titles, yeah. but I stayed here 
and he wanted with Middleton and Holiday, who to me, yes, are getting paid the high X amount of dollars, but are not really guys I would consider, quote unquote, like superstars. Mm-hmm. And this be considered a super team, right? right no, sure, they're all stars sure. and they'll make the all star yeah. game because you need to be good for, you know, half the season until the all star voting happens or the coaches put you in. Mm-hmm. But they're not like no, superstar players to me. And next year, sure, do they add a couple of more pieces to still make them relevant and they have that experience and they've just come off winning a title. Could they do it again? Could they come away again? Maybe because Giannis is obviously the most dominant player in the NBA. And we saw that in this series, in the finals, he was the best player every single night. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Best player every single night. He put up just insane numbers. He was unstoppable. Like coming into this season there was a lot of conversation about okay it's easy to stop Milwaukee because it's easy to stop Giannis you just build a wall and then he doesn't know what to do and he gets caught off guard and then he doesn't have anyone around him who he can pass to that'll do much themselves you know but then Drew Holiday obviously was a huge addition there but yeah like you're saying when it comes to the super team aspect of it like it that that conversation will become too saturated if you call this a super team because <laughs> the super teams we've actually seen the legit super teams are teams that have had two three players that are in the top five at the time in the nba look at lebron james Dwayne wade chris bosh you know like or top future five hall of famers of future hall of famers exactly you look at the golden state warriors clay thompson uh stephen curry kevin durant those, those three guys are you know top five in the nba uh, but i mean to the super team argument. So this year, okay, they weren't a super team. We could agree on that. Last year, because um, I don't know, does super team mean two or does it necessarily mean three great players? Okay, so two. last Dep- year depends we, we on would, would the be considered right? the Lakers a super team because they had AD and LeBron, right? Because you're looking at all the other teams at the same time too, right? When you look at the other teams, it's not like there were other teams that didn't have two superstars or anything like that. Like. It, you look at Anthony Davis and LeBron James, they are the top of the top in their positions, right? So, and then there's, there isn't a Golden State Warriors team that has, you know, Kevin Durant, Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. That wasn't around in the NBA last year, right? So for, for what the environment of the league was last season, the Lakers were absolutely a super team having those okay. two guys. The on. year before that, the Raptors weren't because they had no, Kawhi, exactly, obviously no. a superstar. Kyle Lowry, an all-star, a really good player, best yeah player and, and Raptors history for sure. And then they had the Siakam coming out party. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But before that, then, yeah, I'm pretty sure from the like 18 on. Yeah. And stuff like that. They were uh, super teams, but I just wanted to clear that because obviously AD and LeBron are top five in the league. So yes, definitely. Yeah. Giannis is not playing next to a guy who's top five yeah. in the league with him. Yeah. Uh, on this Honestly, team, we're, we're looking at the individual guys there. Like we've, uh, to be fair to them, like Chris Middleton, is he a top five shooting guard in the NBA right now? I think a lot of people would say yes. So who just who because he, after this, who is he ahead of? Yeah. Um, okay, that's right. a, that's a Devin very Booker is in there. Is he ahead of Devin Booker? Yeah. Maybe because There's he Bradley won the championship. Beal. Bradley Beal is, is James there, Harden. Yeah. Are we considering James him Harden. a two or a one? Well, he's Clay either James Harden or Kyrie Irving. Clay Thompson, of course, when he comes. Clay back. Thompson when, when he's healthy. Yeah, Tatum's a three. Um, uh, Jalen Brown. Do we, I don't know if he's top five. I don't think so. But he, I mean, he would be in a conversation like that. Zach Levine would be in a convo like that. Do you put Middleton ahead of those kind of guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great conversation yeah, to have. So, I mean, I don't have all the shooting guards in front of me, but those are the yeah. ones that come to mind right, um, right away. Paul George is here too, because they start, right. they both, Paul George and Kawhi both start, so one of them has to be the shooting guard, right? Right. Uh, you have that. Uh, you have a ton of guys um, in the league. Yeah. CJ McCollum is another name right. yeah. that you could add in there. Jamal Murray uh, DeMar is in De- conversation. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan. Yeah. So there's a lot of guys. So it's like, but yeah, now you know, he has not... the ring over. Right, exactly. He goes most above of those guys. He goes above. Now he goes above certain guys for sure. Most of, most of those guys. We're talking about pre pre ring, right? Because the conversation is about, oh, is this a super team winning a championship? Pre ring, yeah. no. That's the conversation. Pre ring, is not. he above certain guys? No. Post ring, maybe post ring. No, post ring. Yeah, I still yeah, don't yeah. think it's a super team just because. Sure, again. You're you're well aware of this. I've hated on Middleton a lot. <laughs> yeah. um, I still think he's a really good player. I just, to me, it was always the fact that I don't think he's good enough to be the second best player on championship team. The circumstances and sure, you know, every playoff run, every championship team has a bit of luck mm-hmm. 
with it you know what i mean in terms of not luck like they got lucky to win but fortunate you know like yeah, things happen yeah, exactly. like the toe of kevin durant yeah, they were fortunate sure. that his toe hit the line you know things yeah. like that not i'm not talking about injuries no one ever wants to see anyone get hurt or be devastated with injuries because that's uh just plain sad and we want yeah. everyone to be at full strength so next year everyone healthy i just still don't think middleton is that guy now maybe that he has this experience he knows what it takes to get to the top and perform in the finals and win Giannis, we know what we're going to get out of Giannis, right? Yep. I just don't think um, he's the, what's it called? That good to win a championship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I again, mean, and we'll see, we'll see next year how it is. He's, he's played like, listen, they had a short off season, even though the Bucks were bounced in the second round in the bubble. Short off season for everyone, pretty much. They come back, they, they play all the way until July. They win a championship. He's out in Tokyo now. Team USA lost, by the way, this morning to (laughs) France. So he's playing USA basketball. He's going to have a short rest, and then he's going to come back to play next season with the Bucs when it begins in October. Like, that plays a role, too. Devin Booker as well. He's playing with Team USA and Drew Holiday. So two out of the three guys, Giannis is off. Obviously, Greece didn't make it. Um, But that plays a role. We'll see how uh, they respond uh, to that. But that's a good... conversation we can have that you know during the off season is does that change does that make you now quote unquote you know a superstar player or can we label the bucks a super team now that they've won rings right you know yeah because Giannis was always that guy he was a superstar in that team two-time mvp whatever whatever defensive player of the year and all those accolades but now his co-stars or his teammates have won the guys that were like oh that we have to game plan for every mm-hmm. single night. We know we have to game plan for Giannis, but who else on that team could hurt us? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they got really good minutes out of, you know, Pat Connington, Brooke Lopez, PJ Tucker, of course, Bobby Portis. I think mm-hmm. he's a fan favorite. And obviously Milwaukee's going to want him uh, to, to lock him up. Uh, we'll see how many of these guys they'll be able to bring back to try to run it back mm-hmm. for next season. Back, but I like this. I like too. this. Yeah, exactly. But I, I like this, you know, every year a different team wins a championship. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's nice to see the back-to-back, you know, how hard that is mm-hmm. to do a back-to-back title, 3P, all that. But, you know, we've had the Raptors, we've had the Lakers, and now we have the Bucks. The Bucks so yeah, of all teams. Pretty neat. The Bucks, yeah. And then we'll, yeah. So the conversation will be when next season comes around. Because, yes, there plays a factor playing in the Olympics and things like that. And, what also plays a factor is whether you win in the Olympics or not. If whether you're you're one of the the teams, Olympic teams, kind of carrying that torch of dominance, or whether you're the, a team like the 2004 team, who was the last team to lose a game in the Olympics, the 2004 Team USA, where you're a disappointment, you're an embarrassment. That's how Americans are going to look at these guys. Yeah, yeah. You you should be dominating these other countries, yet you go out and because yeah, they won they won bronze in that olympics right? yeah in 04 they won bronze yeah yeah you know oh and 12 be the one golden that's right yeah so if you're if you're dominating and winning and getting that experience in the olympics you're you know you're steadily keeping that consistent kind of the reps are still there and you're getting experience uh with other superstars next to you other nba all-stars next to you and you come back next season you're not missing a beat Right. So that, that's a possibility for a guy like Devin Booker, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. So if Chris Middleton is who we're, we're talking about. Like that's, that's a big step for him. If he gets that experience in Olympic basketball, doesn't miss a step coming into the start of next season and comes back with that Bucks team coming back thinking they, they need to obviously motivate themselves. Like, how are they going to motivate? You just won a championship. How are you going to motivate themselves? And I think for them, it's going to be a lot of, oh, no one thinks it's a legit championship for us. People are putting an asterisk on us because Kevin Durant's, you know, shoe was too big or, you know, Mm -hmm. certain guys were injured. So no one's taking our championship seriously. They need to motivate themselves with things like that. Right. So we'll see when they come back next season, what they look like to start the season and going into the postseason. And that's where you can decide, okay, are they a super team or are they not a super team? Because looking at that last game, it, it was Giannis dominating, right? He had half the points, you know, Chris Middleton was hitting clutch shots here and there. Drew Holiday was having clutch defensive moments here and there, but they were looking more like role players rather than superstars, right? So, yeah. yeah. And uh, you you pointed out to like the start of next season, 
And if they start poorly, let's say, you know, you start the season, I don't know, like five and nine, something like that, five and 10, I don't know, a couple of games under 500. Now it's going to be like, oh, this is, uh, what are the, are they blaming Bud? Like, is it the coaching? Is it the championship hangover? This and that, X, Y, Z of excuses. Uh, or let's say they, they lose a player um, this summer who was a good role player for them. Or is this where this guy could have helped mm-hmm. uh, coming off the bench and whatnot. But it's going to be very interesting to see, especially what free agency is going to look like. We're less than we're four days away from right now us recording um, this um, uh, this episode from the draft. What's going to happen okay. at the draft? There was reports earlier uh, this week or even as fresh as yesterday of Bradley Beal possibly right. asking for a trade before the deadline. Uh, sorry, before the trade, uh, before, excuse me, the, the draft. draft. Yeah. Uh, and what's going to happen? Uh, we talked about a lot about the Raptors having the fourth overall pick. Do they trade it? Do they keep it? Do they trade down for a couple of picks and then pick a couple of other guys? We don't know uh, what's going to go on. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a the great, great The landscape day. of the NBA changes, right? If, if all of these things, because there are so many question marks coming into the draft alone, which is four days away. So, you know, our, our team is going to keep their picks and, 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 you know, build with a new kind of franchise level player. If you're in the top, um, top, you know, picks of this draft. Um, you look at the Raptors with the fourth pick. There, there's conversations about you know trading up to try and get the uh, the third pick um, to get an Evan Mobley, for example, like a, a player that they think that they can build with. You have you hear about issues with Pascal Siakam. You know, they may not be happy with him anymore. He may not be happy with the franchise anymore. Do they end up actually trading him to the Warriors to get? Uh, you know, I don't Eisman. like that package. And me neither. Yeah. I don't think quickly on that because this is not. This is something obviously we'll talk about. You know. Next week, probably, if there are trades that happen and see what Raptors do with number four. Siakam, let's not forget, this guy was the most improved player, was a second team, all NBA, obviously had a bad bubble, had a, a, a honestly, a good season. He had yeah. a pretty good season. His numbers, it sucks that the Raptors were in Tampa and it was just a bad year for the Raptors overall. But if you look at his numbers, the year before, they were almost identical. Yeah, pretty much, um, yeah. Uh, number so he's still performing and it was his first year well the bubble year too like pre-bubble he defenses were focusing on him right mm-hmm. so maybe they can trade that fourth pick to go get a superstar guy who's going to be the number one and and have siakam in the number two role where he was so comfortable and right. where he thrived yeah. right so we'll see what happens there but don't expect masai to sell low on siakam yeah, i no, find that not, idea crazy um where they would like sell low on a guy like uh uh like siakam which uh you know we know what he can bring and what he could be he was an all-star and everything like that so i don't think that happens but quickly going back to um Giannis, he's the first player i need i wanted to mention this to ever have a most improved player mvp defense player of a defense player of the year and finals mvp you know, this guy was considered, I don't know, like a project when he was drafted in the mid-15th uh, overall uh, in his draft and then turns into one of the best players in the league. If not, right now, people are saying the best after performances yeah. like that in the finals. Him, Hakeem, and Jordan are the only players with regular season MVPs, defensive player of the years, and then final MVPs. Mm-hmm. Um, the most successful like- project in ever in sports. Yeah. <laughs> Can you think of a more successful project? So like this dude, yeah, this dude didn't come in as a top pick or anything. He was just no. looked at as okay. He's got he's got the right frame. Potential. He's got the potential. It's exactly what a draft is when you're drafting exactly, on yeah. potential. Yeah. And you know you always draft like because a guy had such a dominant college season, for example, or dominated mm-hmm. a year overseas. Like wow, he's dominated. And then he's going to, you know, in a few years or right away, sometimes in some cases, be the first overall pick, come into the league and dominate as well. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes, obviously, teams strike out, whether it's the first pick, whether it's the fifth pick, third, whatever, six, seven, mm-hmm. somewhere in the lottery. This guy technically was picked outside of the lottery at 15. 15, yeah. And then right now, if you redraft his year, obviously, he's going number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. You know, number one, yeah. So, but and, this is a yeah. scrawny, skinny kid out of Greece, was playing over there, and then comes and is uh, is drafted and turns into this monster. It's absolute monster, and so much of it is is 
you know, obviously the Bucks getting lucky in the character of of Giannis and in 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 the man he is, the 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 boy he was back then, and the goals he had, the aspirations he had, and the ability to go out there and say, "I'm gonna I'm gonna get this," like I'm gonna do this. You know, there's so many ways he could have just not become who he became you know and the reason why he became who he became is because he actually went in and put in the work and just his body transformation from his the year he got drafted to today and just the monster he he is just of that alone it's like okay this guy is his work ethic is crazy so for that reason alone you can't even count the bucks out coming into next season thinking about oh look at what brooklyn of course Brooklyn is be, because Giannis's work ethic is insane, and if his work ethic is insane, and they've just won a championship, then you know the other guys around him are going to follow his lead. Um, I think the one question mark will be will be Budenholzer, um, and what happens with him because I don't know if you can, you know, be serious with uh, Budenholzer, knowing that you're coming into a a new season with you know fresh legs on other teams and um you know healthy teams healthy you know super team in brooklyn and and you know other teams in the in the eastern conference western conference whatever it may be but he won a championship he made the right adjustments he he ended up being the better coach in those last four games you know he he changed things up in in order for Milwaukee to to come out on top and and win it at the end, um, but is he still in the hot seat? Like, he, to me, he he's like a, a hero in Milwaukee. But at the same time, you know, as a business, he's also going to be looked at as you know, are, are you ready to change things up and continue this, but to another level because you know we're not satisfied in a sense, right? Because you could have easily lost to Brooklyn. You know, you kind of struggled against a young Atlanta team. What what's to give? So yeah, if they go down, you know, starting off the season, they lose ten games and win like five. Maybe things change. Who knows? But question marks there for sure. But Giannis, that guy, that guy's different, man. Super, super different. And then we talked about it already. The super team debate. Um, and he mentioned that specifically in his post game press conference. I loved it. I loved him saying that. But then some people are like, "Oh no, you're a super team because you have Middleton and." And holiday, and we spoke about that um, earlier. But man, the the Bucks, like like I said again, like I wouldn't say luck or. I mean, you have, always have to have some luck or things go your way, and you know, props to them. They want it. Giannis is amazing. We're, we're fans of Giannis on this uh, on this show, so it was good to see him. And then we're gonna see now. The most interesting part is to see one how Team USA does with two of the. You know, three Buck players. Obviously, Giannis mm-hmm. is not American, but those guys, after losing the first game to France, by the way, our women's team plays early Monday morning at 4.20 a.m., I think it is, right, Fuad yep. against Serbia. Yep. So look for them if you're up early. Um, that's Eastern time. So on the West Coast, it's like one twenty, which isn't too bad. Yeah, one twenty better than 4.20. To, to, <laughs> uh, to watch them uh, do their thing on that stage but this now we're gonna see what they do and Devin Booker's on that team too right mm-hmm. so he loses an NBA championship at least he can get maybe some glory this summer and win an Olympic gold I think that's why he chose to off to a terrible uh, start <laughs> yeah represent the team and actually Evan Fournier post game said that they're better like he was asked about Team USA and he said Team USA is better individually like the players individually mm-hmm. are better than I guess he was, you know, against against the French team. But he said that they can be beaten as a team. Mm-hmm. And FIBA, we know FIBA, Fuad, it's more of a team game. Not because the NBA, you have a lot of ISO and we've seen NBA refs, you know, call those, you know, when the guys are hunting for fouls. Mm-hmm. FIBA yeah. doesn't really call that. Mm-hmm. There's different rules. There's no... Uh, slowing down a fast break. So if you're out in transition, you cannot like just foul a guy to stop the fast break because that's a, called an unsportsmanlike uh, open court foul or something like that, which results in free throws and the ball, I believe. Right. Uh, so there are different rules that the U.S. guys who play in the NBA with NBA rules. I sh- I know some teams like obviously like Australia, like France, who have NBA players like Nigeria, but a lot of those guys also on their team play in Europe. So playing mm-hmm. FIBA. That's right. Um, so um, uh, that's that's a big 
difference. And I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens with the U.S. Uh, yeah. the rest of the way. I so mean, it's be very we've, to me, we've had enough, you know, evidence in terms of just other teams or the experience is the biggest thing here. And a lot of these other teams, you look at France, like they, these guys have kind of grown up together. It's not just senior men's Olympics. There's U19. There's, you know, coming up, there's, there's younger, uh, you know, younger age group tournaments where these guys have played together. You get Evan Fournier, Rudy Gobert, you know, these other guys on, on that French team. Like they've, they've done this together. It's a culture. It's like a family um, with these teams. And USA has had that. This is the first year in, I don't know, what, like 17 years or something. This is the first year where it's like a totally different group. There's so many guys where this is their first time doing this. Um, so this is kind of them starting from scratch while every other country has guys that have been together for for years now. Mm-hmm. So that experience, that that the lack of experience for Team USA is is killing them, right? They lost to Nigeria, lost to Australia, lost to France today in in a game that actually matters. Because um, we all talked about after they lost to Australia and Nigeria, it was like, okay, this is exhibition, whatever. Who cares? Once the real games start, they're gonna come out. Well, the real game started, and they've lost and their they first lost. game. So. Yeah. We you play against Iran next on uh, the. And Iran's a great team. Iran has been good at yeah, basketball they, for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, they had they are they lost today uh, to the Czech Republic, I believe. It another was. another great yeah. team, right? Yeah, 84, uh, 78. So it was a close game. So we'll see if, again, I'm sure I don't know who's on the Iranian team, but I'm sure that it's guys that have played together, like you mentioned, for for X amount of years, yeah. and if they can get the ball moving and. Um, play you know good enough defense against uh, the U.S. Then maybe they have a shot. And imagine the U.S. with the team that they have full of NBA players, <laughs> top of the top, led by KD, yeah. Yeah. go start their group play 0 and two. That would be um, crazy. The U.S. That, is gonna lose it. That's hard to see, obviously happening with the just the guys they have. Like they're just gonna come out. You know, would who cares about the rules? Who cares about experience? Like certain guys are going to come out and try and win that game, right? Um, mm-hmm. It's tough to look at the coaching and blame the coaching too. But there's parts of that where it's Greg Popovich, like you, you know, what's going on? You have all these superstars around you. Are they not like down with your style of how you're kind of doing mm-hmm. things? Like you have all this talent, and when you have talent like this, you know, a lot of, you can say talent does not beat work ethic and like experience and things like that. But when you have talent like this, this is a different, a different level kind of, of talent, talent yeah. man. <laughs> so are you going and losing to, you know, obviously less talented teams, but Hey, these other teams are very good teams in Iran, for example, like they, they'll have the experience and things like that. And they may not have the NBA talent, but all the players that they have, they all play in FIBA, uh, FIBA rule leagues, um, whether it's you know in Europe or or wherever they may be playing, they they're used to the rules, um, you know, so they don't have that mental kind of kind of juggling going on, trying to think of the rules at the same time as play and do make the right plays and things like that, right? So when you had that one little thing, that that's enough of an advantage right there, where you're not thinking about too many things while you're trying to play, so that gives them an advantage right there. But you know, obviously. You, Anytime Team USA is going to go out, we're going to expect them to win, right? But mm-hmm. you never know. At the, in this tournament right now, you 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 don't know what's going to happen. So it'll be exciting to watch every one of their games for sure. One hundred percent, it's going to be super super um, exciting to see. And then it just, you know, I wouldn't say it's like um, it's like something you know, ex- slowly erupting like a volcano, yeah. right? If the US yeah. keeps losing, and then yeah. finally. <laughs> the you know the fire comes out or whatever it is yeah. i don't know if there's a term for a volcano um, <laughs> like the, whatever it's called that comes out of it i'm not sure i'm not that smart um but like it's gonna be nice to see if it erupts like that we'll see they're gonna be hungry obviously they're gonna make some adjustments to watch film and see how they need to come out against iran it could easy there's a couple outcomes like you said one imagine they lose again to a team like this crazy but then there's also the adjustments where they can come in and straight up blow them away like Mm -hmm. blow them out from start to finish so it's going to be really interesting to see um what happens um uh, in their next game 
Iran's going to come out. Every every single country that plays Team USA is going to come out with that intensity because it's Team USA. It's Team USA. Right? Yeah, so you can't, you can't NBA players. You can't out intensity these other countries if you're Team USA. It's got to be with your talent that you're beating these other teams because your intensity is not going to be higher than these other teams. They're going to come out feeling like if we win this, we've won the gold medal. That's how they're going to feel every time they play you as Team USA. So Iran's going to come out intense, thinking we want to win this. Team USA is going to obviously going to try to come out intense thinking we just lost. We don't want to embarrass ourselves. What wins? It's got to be the talent. So you got to, your talent's got to come out there. So we'll, that, mm-hmm. that's what, all of this makes it so exciting to think there's a good chance they lose again <laughs> two games in a row. There's a good chance they, you know, like they're not going to win the gold. That alone is yeah. crazy. To they're think. not winning the gold is going to be crazy. Like even if they win, they come out, they get to the final and they lose. That'll be the craziest thing. Yeah. Oh, for um, sure. For sure. To see. So we'll see what happens if, if that is the case um, uh, or not for, uh, for, team, uh, for Team USA. And Fuad, one of the biggest things that people are asking themselves now uh, concerning Giannis specifically is where does he rank in history among power forwards? And even, you know, I think it's too early maybe, uh, like all time, where does he rank? Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely in a specific position. At just the tender age of 26, let's not forget yeah, exactly, this guy's yeah. young. Uh, where does he rank among power forwards in the history of the game? Right. So we we have you know we we've seen some great power forwards in our time, just to name a few: KG, obviously Tim Duncan, Dirk in recent memory, Anthony Davis, who's in the league still, Charles Barkley, Karl Malone. There's a bunch of guys. Obviously, this is just the ones that. At the top of uh, at the off the top of my head, mm-hmm. uh, but Giannis uh, Fuad, champion now, Finals MVP, a two-time MVP, uh, Defensive Player of the Year. He's made five All NBA teams. He's an All Star Game MVP, a five-time All Star. Um, he's been on the the uh, defensive team, I think, four times now as well, including three on the first team. So. His most improved player in 2017. There's a he, he has a pretty good resume, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say? His accolades are insane. Just like what he already has at the age of 26, it's crazy. And it's funny how, like, you know, over the years, a lot of people look at look at like skill and and having a bag and like you know a certain <laughs> skill set, and then you have players who are just dominant. The way Giannis is, it's just he just dominates. He just puts up numbers. Like, who cares if he can't, you know, cross people over and have like crazy dribbles and step back threes and things like that? Like, he's still he put up fifty points to win a championship. <laughs> you know, like what more do you want from this guy? Um, so then, when you put take the accolades visually, the trophies visually, and you put them next to each other, when you look at if you're comparing Giannis and Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis has a bank. Anthony Davis is a very skilled basketball player at his size, at seven feet tall. The things he's able to do, play like a guard, post up like a like 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 a big center, you know, things like that. But his accolades compared to Giannis's are very minimal. Like he has yeah. one championship. I think that's it yeah one championship he won obviously in college uh Giannis didn't play in college obviously yeah, here yeah um in north NBA, america nba alone like Giannis. yeah look at all his all his accolades starting with the most improved player and then the improvements year after year uh leading a team the team that he was drafted by staying there improving and leading that team to a championship now you see anthony davis had went and joined LeBron James with the, with the Lakers in order for him to, to get one. And, you know, no, no negativity about the actual championship that was won because he was obviously incredible in that championship run coming into the bubble. There were certain difficulties there um, and they won it. And obviously LeBron gets the finals MVP, but you know, at this point it's, it's hard to say that certain players are better than Giannis just because they, have always kind of played basketball and were able to work on certain street skills in the game of basketball. Whereas Giannis, it's more just, you know, you, he's athletic, he's a freak. He, he dunks the ball, he jumps high and he can run. And one stride is, you know, a normal human beings, like 10 strides for, for Giannis. So, you know, he has all that, but he uses it. He's 
the accolades speak for themselves. So in terms of ranking him as a power forward, he's so young that we can still give him another five years until we do that. Because within another five years, he can add other accolades to to that list too, you know, at 26 years old. And he can add a bag to to, to his game. He can add other skills. He can change his game and and kind of evolve his game in the next five years, you know, next, I don't know, six, seven, eight years. Because he, he hasn't even reached his prime yet. <laughs> at 26 years old, yeah. he hasn't reached his prime yet. So he's got so much time to add more to, to what he's able to do. Um, work on his shooting game. Work on, you know, even post-up. The things here, he's good at. He can still work on those things and get better. So give him more time and, you know, eventually we can rank him above the Kevin Garnett's, above, maybe not Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, I don't think so. Kevin Garnett, yes. Um, Dirk, Dirk, I'm not sure. Dirk, I'm not sure. Charles Carmelone. Yeah, those guys you can you can speak about those guys because Charles Barkley, like, what is what is his accolade list? It's not, you know. Yeah, it's like he's made a final sure. Like even yeah. Anthony Davis, he wasn't Rookie of the Year in his class. He wasn't. Right? No, it was uh, Damon Lillard. Was was Damon, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. And he only he has he's an eight-time All-Star. AD, yeah. obviously, we know his injuries um, situation and is he's that's prone an important to, to that's injuries. An, like yes, and you have Giannis injuries. is already five five-time All-Star, right? right? And and he's been in the league. Anthony Davis since 2012 and Giannis came into the league um, one year later and there's only like it's only one year but three three different uh, all-stars you know yeah. it's, it's not much if you think about it because Anthony oh, Davis yeah. there were years where he wasn't hurt he could have been obviously Giannis we knew what we were getting when Anthony Davis came into exactly. the NBA right he was yeah. the first overall pick Giannis again what we mentioned earlier kind of like a project and what what um, what he's become, but also a big thing for Anthony Davis when he was coming out of college, he he was a blocking machine. I mean, he's led the NBA I think it was three times in blocks uh, in his career, but he's never won a Defensive Player of the nope. Year award. That's right. And and Giannis has that right. That's Giannis right. has one, and that's one more than <laughs> one more than AD. That's right. Uh, so right now, would you? I think Giannis is the best power forward. Um, in the yeah. NBA, is that is that okay to say? Is that safe to say? I think I have to. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to. He won. He's he's won the championship. He's the latest Finals MVP. He's the latest champion at that position. Like he's, you know, you, you can't, you know, he's a defending champion. You look at any other sport. You look at like a like a fighting kind of comparison. If you look at a fighting sport, a boxing, uh, a martial art, it's the guy who most recently won the belt is the best he's going to be ranked number yeah. one right that, Giannis, that's how it goes that's Giannis, how it goes, yeah exactly he most recently has just won the belt so he's going to be at the top top of the list he's the top dog and you have to beat him or you have to beat whoever beats him in order to be the top dog so anthony davis just last season he was the top dog but now that that, that changes after what Giannis has done this year yeah and i i'm not a big big fan of uh ranking them now in history yeah, as right, he passed yeah. this guy you could obviously put him up against guys that are currently in the league sure yeah. is he better than this guy would i pick this guy over this guy okay but like when he's done his career and you said like five years from now let's say i don't think he'll be done in five years but five years from now will he have another title or mm-hmm. two will he have another mvp will he have another defense player of the year what, what will what will his accolades look like um come that time uh, so I don't want to put him ahead or behind or at the same level as guys as, you know, Dirk and, and Tim Duncan. I don't think any, well, it's going to be hard to top Tim Duncan because he's yeah, won definitely. multiple championships yeah. and, and MVPs. And he's been a defense player of the year as well. Same with KG, although KG only has one title. What Tim has gone from is obviously the championships, right? And he mm-hmm. was very consistent, made one team his whole career, same like Dirk, but He's made the playoffs every single year uh, when he played for the Spurs, Tim Duncan. And yes, he was he was boring to watch, for example, because he was <laughs> yeah. just so basic. But the big fundamental got it done, man. And that's right. He's yeah. the, I think he's the greatest power forward of all time, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Tim Duncan, I think everyone agrees on that one. But we can definitely, in a couple of years, see uh, where he ranks. But obviously, winning a championship, winning an NBA championship carries a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he... I think, I don't know, and Carmelo obviously is up there in points in history. He's won uh, two MVPs um, uh, as well. 
Uh, he was a multiple time all-star, you know, 14 times, but you know, is Giannis ahead of him already just because he has the title? Same, same thing with Charles Barkley. He's won an MVP and was a, an all-star, you know, double digit times uh, with 11. And he's been on first team and second team and third team in the NBA, you know, a total of 11 all-NBA selections. But do we put him ahead of these guys just because he has a title now? Is that fair? Is that not fair? I, I mean, both. I wouldn't even say not fair to those guys, obviously, but fair. Just when you look at well, to Giannis, but when you just look at what Giannis has done, he's 26 years old. He came in as just a simple project, progressed every single year, became who he is now, and then all of the accolades he has accumulated at 26 years old being the leader of his team, leading his team to a championship. He's a finals MVP. Some of these guys haven't been able to do that. A guy like Charles Barkley, he was never able to do it. Um, Malone. Like Malone was never able to do it. A guy like Kevin Garnett had to leave the team that he was drafted by and was like, you know, the franchise player of to go join other guys um, and, and then do it there. And he wasn't even the finals MVP there. It was, was Paul Pierce was the finals MVP yeah. in that year when they won that championship. Dirk Nowitzki, it was at the very end of his career where he was able to lead Dallas to that championship. And he he had multiple, he had two finals appearances the first time. He was on the other end of it, kind of losing. So for Giannis, his first finals experience, he goes out and he does what he did. And in the manner in which he was able to do it, you know. That's the biggest fifth, thing, the, the what you point. mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Closeout exactly. game, the yeah. block you mentioned, the alley-oop. Exactly. Those are things that... Wow, he won a title. He did this in these games. Yeah. He was the reason. He was clearly above and beyond the best player on that court night yeah. in, night out. Sure, they lost two games in that series, game one and two, but then they won the next four, and Giannis really set the tone for his team. Yeah. On both ends of the floor, he wanted it, and he went out and got it. And it's crazy because he signed that like mega extension right, yeah. earlier this year, and that pressure was on. Like, is he going to do it or... Yeah. He signed, yes, he stayed loyal. But even if you stay loyal uh, for X amount of years, the team, that fan base and team's like, okay, we have him, we're paying him all this money, and he's still not winning a championship. But he right. was able to do it right away right. after signing that extension. So obviously all that pressure is off his back. And mm-hmm. now it's like next year it wouldn't be so bad. They wouldn't be like judged in a negative way, I think, oh. not too bad if they don't win because everyone's going to be like, oh, now we have the Nets who are, exactly. you know, yeah. above and beyond everyone else. Or we have this team who's added this player, or these teams have made this adjustment. The Lakers have done this. The Clippers have done that, right? So it's, um, it's going to be a different landscape next year in the NBA, and we might have uh, a, a new winner uh, again yeah. for the fourth different right. year, or we might have, who knows, one Maybe of the these Bucks three teams and... or one of these couple of teams, the Warriors, what are they going to be like with yeah. a healthy play? Are they going to make any moves? Obviously, they have the greatest shooter ever. Mm-hmm. And and Steph Curry, right? So and he he was uh, amazing this past year as well. So mm-hmm. setting records and records. So it's going to be a very interesting time. But I think Giannis, it's fair to put him in the conversation. Oh yeah, he's um, earned it now. He's he's deserving yeah, now. Sure. After this, he's very deserving to to be in the conversation to be put ahead of certain guys. Like you know, prior to this, it's you. It would be disrespectful in a sense to put him ahead of certain kind of legendary old school guys. Now he has earned that right with the championship mm-hmm. finals MVP and with the performance, right? Of how he yeah, that, right? Exactly. So, yeah. And even winning MVPs, you know how hard it is to win two. Oh god, yeah, for sure. MVPs. Yeah. So to it's do what not... he's done, yeah. Because like they couldn't give him another most improved player because <laughs> he was in yeah. a sense the most improved player. After he won the most improved player, he was again the most improved player. And <laughs> every progression that he has made, he has improved. Yeah most than uh-huh. more than anyone else and it's crazy because he won that most improved player and then like you mentioned he was improved again yeah in in uh, 2018 and then again and then in 2019 exactly. was his first MVP exactly. year and 2020 he won yeah. another one and the defense player of the year as well yeah uh so it's very rare that people do that and Giannis is definitely in the conversation yeah. i'm sure he's still enjoying his championship as he should <laughs> yeah. and we'll see what uh, what happens next year but uh, he's definitely in the conversation and should be put up against those guys. Uh, I like to compare more when the careers are over to rank, right, you know, yeah. if we, if we want to put a number next to their names, 
uh, like one, two, three, whatever greatest power forwards of all time. But he's definitely uh, the door is open and he's entered the room. So no, for uh, sure. and, and he deserves to be there for sure. Any no last thoughts on that? Fouad? Yeah, I mean, with that said, yeah, you want to wait until the career is over and everything's said and done. And we have, you know, factual evidence in front of us to say, okay, these are the reasons why. But you can definitely extrapolate and say there are certain things that will for sure happen. He's for sure going to be an all-star year after year after year mm-hmm. forward, mm-hmm. right? So that he's going to add sure. to that number. He's going to be an all-NBA player year after year after year. He's going to be an all-defensive player year after year after year. So he's going to be adding these for sure, no question. And then you add that, add to that the possibility of winning another MVP, possibility of winning another defensive player of the year, possibility of leading the Milwaukee Bucks to another number one seed or, you know, top three championship, seed, championship or finals appearance. Finals, exactly. So the, the possibility of these things alone to kind of put them up there. We just have to see whether it's going to happen or not. And the opportunity is there for Milwaukee coming into next season because of the monkey off the back the pressure is not there exactly. so you're going in exactly. just playing basketball just chilling so yeah the, and that opportunity is huge for them yeah and you can be at your most dangerous at that time there's no exactly, pressure yeah. on bud like oh my god i get fired if i have a slow start yeah. and all these guys Giannis, is that a re- am i going to regret the decision of signing this extension so on yeah. and so forth now that pressure is off it's about putting the right pieces around them though that core of those three guys the yeah. quote unquote, you know, all stars, superstar, whatever you want to label their big three, mm-hmm. they've done it now. Yeah. And it's can they do it again? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's what it is. So, man, what an NBA season. Uh, we'll still be putting out some episodes throughout uh, the rest of the summer for sure. We might take a week or two off here and there, but uh, another NBA champion, another season over. It's always a blast. You can always um, get at us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at the three in the key. Like us on Facebook, three in the key. Follow on Instagram at the three in the key. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Check out the website, the number three in the key.ca for Fuad Ahad. I'm Elias Zane. Peace. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.